0: Welcome to a special series of Bitrate. If you're subscribed to the feed, uh, you might notice a bunch of new episodes have appeared all at once. Uh, That's because Brendan and I are back with a limited series all about burnout. Why it happens, how we can prevent it, uh, or how we can know when it's finally time to put a show out to pasture. We've got a bunch of great guests, including Dan Meisner of Pacific Content and Drew Ackerman of the No Sleep podcast. Uh, But this one is just Brendan and me clambering back onto the Bitrate horse for a final few rides. Weird metaphor. Cue the music! Bitrate.
1: The boys are all burnt out.
0: Hi, Brendan Hutchins from the Podcast Advocate Network. Hey, Mark Stedman from Podient. Ah, oh, this is this is this is nice, isn't it? <laughs> Back to normal. Yep. Yeah. Nothing's changed. How? What did you do over the summer break?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Summer, yeah. And then fall, and then winter. <laughs> uh, it's a whole new year. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. It has. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks, listeners, for sticking around. I don't know if people even want to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think I particularly do when I'm listening to a podcast. I don't know, do you? When what I hear was th- the the hosts talk about their time off.
0: Uh, well, that's tricky cuz uh, that's exactly what I mm-hmm. did, uh, me and John did in our latest episode of Thread. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that that show is as much about us as it is about anything else, so I guess um yeah um no i mean you know we we did things but we're we're back and we're back for a limited run um and we're going to be talking um all about burnout yeah uh, as i think it's going to be appropriate i have
1: been thinking about this topic for quite some time and trying to ponder it trying to even figure out what i want to say about it and Mm. i i still don't know Mm -hmm. um but but i'm very curious to talk to you about it and so yeah i I had i had some questions for you you Put a post up on Twitter recently that you were leaving Twitter. Um, yeah, you also made a Facebook post as well, uh, talking about going off of Twitter. Um, I believe you've gone off of Twitter before, and at least for for fits and spurts or whatever.
0: Yeah, um, what I what I've done before is just not open the app, okay, um, and and just not looked at Twitter, uh-huh. and that works for a time, and then uh, it it comes back again, and the the need to to check Twitter or the need to tweet, which is more of my thing. It's it's uh, I think bo- both both are, are, are very much there. The muscle memory is sort of there. I'm still checking things, and now I have one fewer app to to check and to pull to yeah. pull, pull to refresh. But um, so this time, I still didn't have the um, the the brave, bravery would be the wrong word, but I still don't have the balls to. Fully disconnect and delete my account um, mm-hmm. because I, I I just felt giving up the name, which is the same name I use in so many other places everywhere. Um, yeah, it, just, it felt felt like a not a good idea because those names get can get snapped up by automated bots very yep. quickly and easily. Yep. Um, so what I did is I set my account to um, private which you can do in Twitter, so that no one who doesn't follow you can read your tweets. And then I unfollowed everyone. Oh, nice. Um, and so that basically means I can tweet to my heart's content if I want to, but no one can read it because I now don't follow anyone.
1: Wait, so only the people that you follow will see your tweets? I
0: think so. Uh, I think, yeah, I it, it, I have to give people permission gotcha. um, to follow me um, and as far as I am aware, by now moving my account to private and unfollowing everyone, I think that has had the effect of um, making myself invisible to everyone.
1: No, it hasn't. That's not how Twitter works. The The,
0: the reasoning behind it for me was I've had what I've been thinking uh, about for a while, this idea of a, a, a pocket... A kind of termed it as a pocket audience but that that's not really the right word um it sort of it started many years ago because in the early days of twitter you could carry around a small group of people in your pocket and it was quite an amazing thing um yeah. and you could actually do stuff with that group and leverage it and they you know they they could use you and you know, lovely hive mind stuff and we would organize things and actually go out and um and do things as a community it was fairly local um where it came to to a group we we were um a nice little enclave in 2007 right um, because people that year had gone to south by southwest so <clears throat> There used to be funding available, uh, not to go too far into the weeds, but there used to be funding available, um, in, in our city to go to South by. And that happened to be the year Twitter blew up. Oh, wow. And so a, a few of our contingent who were already internet savvy people came and discovered Twitter and basically brought it back to, to Birmingham and said, you all should be on this. Um, and so, yeah. And, and so sort of halfway through 2007, I started using Twitter and very quickly fell in love with it and had a small circle. And what ended up happening is that's, that picture in my mind that I built up of these people darkened over time and became this cloud and became this sort of shadowy board of people that I was always trying to please. And I was always trying to make things to please this board. And sometimes they would be pleased by things and I wouldn't know what the <laughs> formula was. I'd just go, oh, I did it. Yes, I did the thing. And uh, oh, brilliant. i str- Yeah, struck lightning in a bottle. And then that and then you do something else and it would just be complete indifference and um look I thought this was just like what you guys wanted what's what's up i so i i carried on just making things and i only realized um i think in the last 2 or 3 days that basically podcasting for me was the quickest route and we'll i think we'll talk about this uh, a little bit later it was the quickest route to shortcut the approval um the the sort of seeking and getting approval cycle Mm. um Mm -hmm. that you can go through and get that brain chemistry thing so you make a thing um and then maybe the first or couple of the first time or the first few times you put the thing out because it's new or because there's not that many people doing it you get feedback you get people listening and and discussions happen and then you make a new thing and then you keep going and you you try to engender more of those conversations and what happens is you get less of them for whatever reason and i've never made stuff that's lit the internet aflame um sure i've always made stuff that i you know i've begun to enjoy and so because of that this feedback loop was never getting fed but i was always chasing it i was always chasing that first high i was always chasing that first those first few moments of oh my god i put a podcast out into the internet in 2008 and people listened to it and they commented on it and um you know this this is this is fun not that many people know what a podcast is so that's fine Mm -hmm. uh and then you you know i'd finish that series and go on to the next one for whatever reasons and it was never quite the same and it's taken me a an embarrassingly long amount of time basically 10 years to realize that's not the right way to do things and so leading to the the facebook post i sort of made this uh it was it was really it wasn't intended to sort of be a bold declaration or anything but um to to read you a, a short excerpt i said um I've got some ideas for creative pursuits in 2019 and I won't be making them for the shadowy panel of judges that sits in my head. It's not for them. It's for someone else. Uh, this includes podcasts. I think I've made my last for a while. And what I meant by that is that I don't think I want to start a new podcast project. Um obviously we we you know we've um, we've got a loophole here because this is an existing property so that's fine um
1: yes <laughs> i was wondering about yeah, that yeah no no absolutely
0: it's uh, it's completely fine uh, it's it's legal um with <laughs> we, um I, i've had so many ideas for shows over the last 6 months of things that i, I was pretty certain would be great ideas mm-hmm. and and um i've still got one that i'd like to do and that's the one that that's burned a a hole in my in my brain in the same way that the hitchhiker's show did it was it's been percolating for a long while Mm -hmm. but i don't want to make a thing Mm -hmm. um and hope that it will get a reception yeah and i don't want to make a i think actually more of it is i don't necessarily want to make a a thing every week and have that short lived oh yeah burst and that 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 need for approval um uh, you know the, the internet to tell me i'm a good boy yeah i'm not burnt out on the creativity side I, i'm starting a new project at the moment and i'm having a blast with it and oh, awesome uh, it's a writing project and i'd like to actually approach you know a literary agent or uh, and a publisher once i've got something that i think is is in the right shape um yeah. and i want to actually go through that for real and not short circuit it. Not think that I can. Uh, I mean, I keep using the phrase "short circuit" or, or "shortcut" because it, it really—that's what it has been. It's like thinking that you can go from zero to adulation uh, because the internet is a democracy. Um, there is value in that as, as, a, as, a, as a concept, but I—I I think that the dream is only available to a small few, and uh, you know, I've, I've not been one of them. So I'd like to try something more traditional and and actually try and make something and know that it's gone through a real rigorous approval process.
1: Yeah, I completely, I completely get that. Um, Some of my podcast projects in the past have been, uh, or most of them have been very uh, editing heavy and a lot of pre-work to, to actually get it started or get it going and get it produced. And very, very few of my podcasts have ever been regular and weekly and, and, on a consistent schedule. Uh, and it's mostly because I like shift gears, hunker down, do a lot of prep work and, 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 and keep it private until it's, until it's ready to go out. Sometimes I'm really happy with the, with the end result. <laughs> Sometimes I make a few episodes and realize, Oh, the first episode wasn't as good as I, mm-hmm. as I thought it was going to be. Um, and you know, that was partially, you know, cause I was learning with each episode, uh, going along, um, specifically unplaced when, like when, I, when I first put out episode one, I was super happy with it. By the time I got to episode three, I was not happy with episode one anymore at all. Yes. And uh, and it's kind of a bummer too, because, you know, especially with something that's meant to be listened to in order, somebody has to go through episode one to get to episode three. Mm. I'm really proud of episode three. And I'm like, okay, well, hopefully they'll stick through an hour's worth and and... Get there and like I've wanted to go back and and remaster episode one and just haven't been able to find the time and the um uh you know just the space in my schedule to be able to do that kind of thing if if I was able to do the whole season at one time, I would be able to be like okay, I've gotten to episode three and i and I can going back to episode one, I can hear that I need to I've learned some things I've changed some things I want to incorporate more you know callbacks call forwards that kind of stuff. Um, that would have benefited me a lot, and hopefully with episode or with with uh, season two of Unplaced, that type of thing is going to be more incorporated. That's what I'm trying to work on now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think with certain types of projects, um, you you get to do drafts, and yeah, we we rarely get to do that, or we rarely think to do that, especially. Um, obviously, you know, when it's a week by week thing, I mean, I've not listened back to the original um, first few episodes of Where Are the Leopard? And, you know, that only started in uh, summer of 2017. And I, I'm certain if I listened back, I would be kind of horrified by by how it started. <laughs> um, but that's just the nature of, you know, getting better at things. But yeah, like you, we don't get to we don't get to, to, to just make. Uh, new drafts. I mean, you know, I, I've already rewritten yeah. um, or, or updated and improved the chapter one of, of this thing I'm writing, and uh, that if if I'd have put that out, you know, chapter one as a podcast, that would have been it. Yep, and we'd move on to the next thing, and yep. you don't get that chance to iterate, and um, that's really really important. Why why is it so hard? <laughs> why is it so hard to actually say this is finished, this is done, we have to stop.
1: Yeah, so the 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 episode topic, more or less, of this of this episode of the burnout series is is about endings. And one of the reasons why I wanted to start with you quitting Twitter is that the way that I was looking at it, it was very similar to ending a podcast in that you have you have this set of Like to me, one of the big reasons it's hard to stop a podcast is the subscribers. You have that subscriber number, which, you know, luckily on podium, you don't only have to worry about it anymore, but like, uh, because you refocused it more on listens instead of like a, a fake subscriber number that you manufacture. Yes. But for the most part, people think that they have a set number of subscribers. And when you close a podcast, you just lose that. Um, kind of a a, a tan I'll, I'll take a a Stedman trademark tangent here and and talk about um the the podcast missing richard simmons um once that series ended they just rebranded the series and started a whole new the, the same production company started a whole new podcast yeah and a lot of people were just like uh wtf mm-hmm. like what's this new podcast i have all of a sudden and uh uh it's interesting like like i t- from from the producers side of it, I totally get it. You don't want to lose those tens of thousands probably of subscribers and all that ad revenue you can just get instantly. You don't have to rebuild the audience. You don't have to you don't have to put a a teaser trailer on the old feed to get them describe subscribe to the new feed and and get all that transferring and everything. Like there's not an easy mechanism in podcast apps and uh, the RSS spec and everything to just move somebody to a new thing while keeping the old thing and so um like that that's why i got, uh, the connection i made with twitter is that you just more or less shut off a big audience that was following you um, and this is a similar thing that people do with podcasts if they want if they want or have to end them i've i've started and ended many uh different podcasts podcast projects, most of them I've been able to walk away from, not with a big heavy heart or anything Mm -hmm. because I didn't work too hard to build up an audience. In fact, I haven't really worked too hard to build up any audience. I've just been thankful for the people that have come to any of the projects that I've worked on. But I I found uh, a surprising and particular success with Podcast Playlist, which was really my first podcast project. And it's always kind of loomed over me since then because I never did a farewell episode. I never uh just closed the account. I never told hey hey people like i I actually started nobody asked for this. you should come over there. And I actually started bitrate, you should come over there and i i I haven't done anything with it. I just left it there because I didn't want to say goodbye. I didn't want to call an official end to it i I have pretty much like 99.7% decided I'm not probably ever going to come back to it to make proper episodes. And I would just, um, maybe put an, an ad or suggestion or whatever to go to another feed, but it's, it's super hard to make that commitment to, to ending something. When I know that there's hundreds of people subscribe to that feed and they I mean, like I still—I look at it occasionally. I'm still getting downloads, which (laughs) always surprises me, Um, since I'm not publicizing it at all. I have no idea how people are finding it; they Mm -hmm. just do, and it's amazing. Um, But it's—it's also like those people are just—it's—it's kind of interesting. They're just getting a one-off product. They're just getting a a one-off thing with no longevity or no um, constant um, reward system built into it, which is—which is. in itself, a, a pretty interesting thing. You've you've ended a few shows, <laughs> um, M- Mood Elevator and and twenty fourteen show and um
0: and others. How do you decide what to do with it when you're done?
1: It's it's interesting actually
0: because there was a long time between making one of my older favorite shows, which is a zombie themed panel show <laughs> it's just awesome. there was yes yes <laughs> there was a time when i wasn't running a podcast hosting company that that, that existed and mm-hmm. i think i must have just i must have just hosted the files or just moved them around from internet bucket to internet bucket really mm-hmm. um but uh, i think end uh you know if, if you are going to end a show um that you know there, there are options and i think a, a really good one if you don't want to pay for the feed if no one's sort of thinking because i think you if it's reached a natural end, I think you really should keep it up because it's probably got longevity. Um, you know, unless it's a, a show that's really just talking about the week's news, um, then you know, then maybe not. But who knows? I'm sure people would still go back and listen to shows like The Bugle, for example. Um, people do write in occasionally with those kind of shows and say that they've they've listened to you know a back catalogue or whatever. Yeah, but. If it's not, and if no one's going to be prepared to to keep hosting the files, then uh, a site like archive.org is a, a great place to be able to just put the audio, because then at least it's not going to be subscribable as a feed or anything. Although um, you 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 probably could knock something together that would be a yeah. a feed that would work, but it's you
1: know it's feed burner and and. Uh... A couple of things, yeah.
0: Yeah, some kind of, you know, seller tape and, and stuff that would would stick it all together and superglue and things. You'll make something. But just having the audio up and archive archive.org will will host it for free. Um and, and so that's a really good thing to do because I think it can be very easy to walk away from a project and go, well, that's the end of that. I'm never going to need to revisit that. And so often that is such a regrettable um, position it, like it's so easy to regret that position and yeah. it's so easy to fix there are there are so many different types of endings like but, but to me right. what's more important is figuring out exactly when and, and to me there is only one answer and it's when it's no longer enjoyable to make it Mm. um for whatever reason, because it's too stressful or because uh finding guests is is too difficult mm-hmm. whenever it stops being fun or enjoyable to make mm-hmm. um because uh, one of the things I think we, we should stress is like the position we 're coming from, I think and and it's going to be the same for for a, a, a lot of people is we're not talking about podcasts that are are in themselves businesses right we're talking about hobbies we are talking about the mo the, the vast vast majority of podcasts which are labors of love, and yep. if it's not fun to make it anymore, then what's the point then don't put yourself through it, yeah, yeah, and that's one of the questions that I asked myself late last year when I was thinking about. Uh, Leopard and thinking about other shows and and actually asking myself like because my default thing is always but I love making podcasts and then I sort of Mm -hmm. went all right Mark do I what yeah what aspect of it do I actually (laughs) enjoy because Mm -hmm. I don't like writing the scripts Mm -hmm. I find it I find find it hard don't like hard to do. editing is fun for the first bit but yep. I've got to arrange the audio files and find the sync point and that's a nightmare and then I've got to cope with drift mm-hmm. and then I've got to figure out someone's awful internet connection and what that's done to their thing and yep. someone's got to in their microphone and it's made them sound all wobbly okay i will to get the audio from <laughs> Skype and now I've got to deal with the Skype delay and yep. move this bit of laughter so it covers this bit of Skype <laughs> delay, delete this bit where someone coughed, yep. that's, like, that's not fun and then you've got to write the show notes and that's really not mm-hmm. fun and Mm-hmm. I kind of realize actually the bit I enjoy is this bit like it's the gabbing on as you can yeah, very well tell <laughs> and and like so when it stops honestly I I do think and and I'd like like I, I would welcome anyone's dissent on this but I, to my mind when to end it is is when it's no longer fun
1: yeah I would agree with that I mean for obviously for Leopard you built in an end date with the with the alphabet structure yeah. Um, I think that it can be a good idea to end something before it becomes unfun mm-hmm. having it, you know, continuing on after it becomes unfun is just not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be good for the people who just really want to listen to that. Yeah. Um, they, they love that show and they didn't never want it to end. I'm actually kind of having that feeling with, with Harmontown, mm. like Dan Harmon's been talking for the past uh, a couple months, maybe about, how he's not sure how much longer Harmontown going to be around. Yeah. And, and he's, he said some interesting things about it too, uh, about how um, he thinks he'd want it to go on for at least another year to be able to wind down and prepare people, mm. which I just found fascinating. Like that. I mean, it, I just think it's awesome that he's that conscientious of his audience. Yeah. Obviously he's very connected to them because it's a, you know, it's different. It's a live show. So he gets immediate feedback mm. and, um, but he doesn't get the after feedback because he he doesn't go on Reddit or Twitter. <laughs> so, it's, um, he takes care of himself that way. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, but, I don't know. It's a fun show. It's one of my favorite shows. I just uh, I don't want it to end, but I also don't want it to drag on
0: longer than it's mm-hmm. than its natural time. I think there's a there's a lot of shows like um another comedy show Paul F. Tompkins um Nation Spontane- he mm-hmm. warned people months in advance um that. Uh, that that was going to come to an end at episode mm. 200 which is only around the corner in fact it will it will have been out before this airs um i think and that is you know that, that that's been a sort of nicely well-managed thing. I think thrilling adventure hour was another one that was well-timed. It was fairly yeah. well-managed and that one really, yeah, that really made me sad when it went away. Yeah. Um, cause I discovered it far too late and I binged it and then I got to the point and it <laughs> yep. only lasted for a few, you know, for a few months where I was listening every week. Um, and, and then to, to, you know, to, to have this relationship with a show and then for it suddenly to, to go away was, um, was a, a very great shame. Um, Mm-hmm. but it was it was handled with deference and with understanding from from the the writers that they knew that this was something that people loved, and I feel like that's probably a hard line to walk yeah um between knowing that you've got an audience to serve and sort of being arrogant about it like uh, that feels a hard a hard line
1: yeah, thinking back on those examples that you gave and from the perspective of the listener. I definitely feel better about podcasts that know they're going to end and are able to give warning and give some, some time for the, for the listener to really have it sink in and not just end, Mm -hmm. not just disappear. Cause I'm also thinking about like, I was a a big fan and followed almost every show uh, made by Dan Benjamin. Mm -hmm. And he has had, he's left a a long trail Mm -hmm. of shows behind him. Um, And Similar to how I've done things, uh, and maybe I just picked up, you know, (laughs) because I listened to so much of his work um, that I I mimicked him, but he doesn't typically give a formal end to a show. He just lets the feed stay there and Mm -hmm. he doesn't produce an episode until he's ready to come back to it. Mm -hmm. And that, as a a listener, that always, it it kept me wanting, but also made me really sad because I would be like, I haven't listened to quit and forever. What happened to quit or the podcast method or, or all these different shows. And, um, I mean, like probably the the biggest example of knowing there was an end was the talk show, but that was a, had the a big controversy with it and everything with, uh, John moving solo. But otherwise I, I would often wonder and, and, um, let's see, what was the other one? Uh, frequency with, with, um, Hattie, like they, they ended it they came back for a couple episodes they ended it they started a new uh version of it and then they ended that mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 there wasn't a lot of uh disclosure about what was actually happening with it so it was really it was a, it was a it was a long prone out uh, prolonged uh, uh painful end as opposed to just letting the the listener know hey you know this this actually isn't going to work in our schedule or We've we've run out of juice for this one, and we're just going to let this one sit. And so, going through this conversation with you, I'm realizing that I definitely want to make sure I incorporate more of that into the things that I produce, and have uh, if, if if nothing, if not even just for the audience, but even for myself, to have to to tell myself that yes, this is going to end. I'm going to produce this many episodes, and I'm going to try and wrap everything up before. The season finale of, mm-hmm. of of sorts. Every day since we um, uh, put out our last episode with Tom Merritt, I have thought about bid rate, mm. and I have thought about w- wanting to come back, wanting to dive in, talk with you every week, and and talk about the the podcast industry that I love, and every time I think about it, I think I'm just not ready. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, uh, to find the time. I have all these other projects I want to be doing and I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to prioritize another project over this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to project this over another project, uh, prioritize. And, and I just didn't know how to, um, to juggle all that. And, and juggling all that caused me a lot of burnout, Mm -hmm. not even doing the project, just thinking about the project, caused me a lot of burnout um you talked about on on thread and i I shared with you the the recent article about um millennial burnout uh it was a a great buzzfeed article that is in the show notes where you know millennials are are fighting this uh fatigue from all the little things in life that just seem to keep piling up I I think the article put it together beautifully and I'd recommend anybody that's interested in that read that because it was pretty cathartic to, to see it that, you know, you're not, it's always cathartic to see that you're not alone and and somebody else feels similar to you or articulate something that you didn't even realize you were kind of feeling with, with the amount of things that go into a podcast that we've talked about, the, 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 the 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 recording, the editing, the posting, the, uh, the you know with, with the show notes, the the social media. Is it possible to podcast without causing that kind of fatigue? To not have that kind of burnout, and 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 if so, I guess what I really want to ask is how many is too many? <laughs> how many how many podcasts can a person do? Uh, how, how much podcasting can a person take before they? they get themselves worn out. Do they have to stick with one if they have a full-time job or can they do multiple or I guess I'm, I'm trying to have my own intervention is is what I'm saying. Here. <laughs> um,
0: I think <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I completely get it. Um, if I think of two examples of people who do lots of podcasts and have them for a long time, uh-huh. um, it's Tom Merritt yeah. and Scott Johnson. Yeah. And, what both of those have in common, and I think would be the same for the um I wanna said no agenda and I didn't mean them. Um actually Twit is is another one um mm-hmm. this week in tech that that whole network um, is they're all live to tape. Yeah. And not live to tape in the way that five by five that Dan Benjamin talks about, where like they do a little bit of editing here and there. No, no, it's literally right. that you know what you hear is is what's recorded, and yeah. depending on the kind of show you do, that may involve a lot of work on the front end instead of the back end. Right. The, the mentality is different, though. When you know you and and Tom talked about this when when we interviewed him, like if you know that you're recording a live show, your brain works differently. You don't. Right. You know that if you've screwed up, you just barrel straight on through you don't worry about it because your brain knows that there's no do-over whereas when there is um when there's that opportunity you you go over it again and again and you want to get it just right and then that adds more editing time so the i think it is possible to have lots of podcasts you just have to figure out like one of the things that i talked about with with the um the video series that I've done, which I, I want to do another one of is talking about spreading the load. And if you've got a team, like I, 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 I came to, um, the beware of the leopard team, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago. And I said, lads, I can't do this Twitter, Facebook dance anymore. It's doing my head in. I keep writing, like I'm writing several of these little, uh, Funny little tweets and things mm-hmm. to be scheduled out throughout the week to promote the episode, and I looked at the numbers and it's crushing my soul because no one's clicking and it's it's just please someone else do it, um and someone else did it and they did a much better job than than I could awesome and it's only because I asked yep it's you know they weren't they weren't lazy in not doing it it's just no no one asked and so because I said look can someone do this mm-hmm. someone did and in fact two of them took up the mantle between them oh that's great. and have done great guns. Um, and so getting help with it will make such a big difference and, and getting someone that can share the load with you. Um, bit rate wouldn't work without both of us. Let's say it's sort yeah. like, I couldn't do this without you um, because you put all the, the front matter work in and then I get to jabba, jabba, jabber, jabber, jabber <laughs> and then I enjoy editing it okay. for, you know, and, and yeah, so it's, um yeah, find the bit that you love them doing the most and try and, find ways to delegate the rest of it because it should be fun.
1: Uh, we might get um, onto this on a future episode, but I, I have been planning and prepping a podcast for about a year and a half now. And, uh, I'm just like finally getting to the point where, uh, and I have a couple other people involved Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm pretty much going to be like, all right, you guys can have everything that I've contributed to this and just go and do it yourself mm. <laughs> because I just can't, uh, I, I just can't commit. I can't find the time. I can't like find the mental fortitude to be able to actually, you know, cause it'd be something that I'd want to do on a schedule. It'd be something that I'd, I'd want to do a lot of prep before each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and research so that I know what I'm talking about. And it's not going to be something that I can write a script for because it's going to be a conversation. Yes. But it's going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to need to be able to have enough in my head to be conversant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's usually something I can do with podcasts because I am just constantly in the world of podcasts. Um, but th- this other one is more about politics and where I listen to a lot of stuff about politics, I don't like I'm I'm not a history buff. I didn't study politics a lot and I'm just I have a lot of opinions and I obviously I want to share them with everybody and get them to be on my side but it, just, it doesn't work that way just by sheer want. <laughs> I have to have a compelling argument. I have to I have to have a, a a reasoned argument, something that with with backing and with with thought and um that doesn't come naturally to me. And so uh, because of that, it, it's something that i've I've wanted to do forever, and especially in this moment now where things are so political that it it seems like politics is in everyone's mind, not not even in the us but around the world, and uh, political podcasts are really taking off. I thought like, man, this is gonna be the perfect time. I might actually make uh like I might ma- be able to make something that could be. Kind of viral-ish, kind of go somewhere, maybe get some sponsors, maybe really take off, and it's just too overwhelming. I, I can't even I can't even start it because I'm just so overwhelmed with it. Um, but before just with the, the the prep and the idea of it,
0: I I completely like I completely get that. Um, I had a different view in my head f- um, with how Leopard was going to be received than than it was, mm-hmm. and and a, a thing I'd said to myself at the time was. This is the last one. This is, if I can't make this work, then I've got no business doing this um, because this has got, it's got everything that a podcast should have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got compelling Mm -hmm. co-hosts who can, who are intelligent and who can, who are uh, articulate. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I bought everyone microphones so that we would sound as good as we can. (laughs) We don't always, don't always hit the mark, but try. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's researched and it's got a niche and uh there's effort put into it and like it had yeah all yeah, of you, you hit all the numbers yeah i i did I, all the, the i did all the things metrics i yeah. was a good boy and <laughs> it didn't do what i thought it would do um and and it, it is that you know it does give uh the lie to the phrase that good content um flows to the top or, or automatically gets discovered because it's not not true good content with a good network will get discovered but that being good on its own isn't isn't going to do it and i'm also aware that that's a very easy stance to take and it can lead to being embittered it can lead to entitlement and that's a really dangerous road to go down because that can get so toxic that sense of i deserve an audience right um I straight white male um, <laughs> yep. deserve this mouthpiece because no one will listen to me. Mm-hmm. You don't want to start thinking thinking those thoughts, and and so with with leopard, I always knew like okay, it didn't um, come out of the traps exactly as I wanted, but I've every intention of making the best show that I can and yeah. finish seeing it through to its national uh, to, to its natural conclusion. And I think knowing that it's a uh, an inherently finite series, anyway. I think that's actually helped. That makes sense um, because I know there's an endpoint.
1: Yeah. Well, I do. I do have to say that, like, a lot of the podcasts I've done have been seasonal, mm. and I, I'm I'm guessing with with the way that my <laughs> with my burnout <laughs> the the way my burnout works, uh, bitrate will probably turn to a sort of seasonal type uh, oh. scenario as well. But like, with nobody asked for this, I we just record for like a few hours and then I break it up into uh, a half dozen episodes and put those out whenever I can get to editing. Mm -hmm. Um, Unplaced is, uh, you know, written and produced by another person and I just do the editing for it. And the scoring. And yeah. And so I just, I I do that all when it's ready for me. Um, uh, Serendipity city kind of was every other week and, and just recently has kind of like, turned into a more seasonal break uh situation Mm -hmm. and so that's that's going to be good for me because unplaced is going to fill the void where (laughs) serendipity city was Mm. uh that's gonna that's gonna be pretty great um podcast playlist was supposed to be seasonal and kind of like having a theme per season Mm -hmm. and and for me that that sort of structure works a lot it works really well for me because i can be like i can have i can tell the audience more or less with delineated seasons that all right this this here's a block of work and here's a block of break Mm -hmm. and it helps both i feel like with communication and with me structuring the time that i'm going to actually put into something and make a product
0: i feel like a show like unplaced has a unique challenge as well because you're making original music for that um for for every episode um and so that's that's again that's a lot of work sort of on the on the pre slash post production end. Um yep. th- you've really got to be, I guess, going through the source material quite heavily to make sure the you the, the, you get the beats right and, and the oh, the, yeah. the tone of the music is right and all that kind of stuff. And that is Yeah. That is a that is a lot of work.
1: It really is.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh
1: I, I, I have to say. Um uh, but yeah like I'll I'll do the edit for the the monologue mm-hmm. uh, which actually for season two is going to be uh, dialogue and um, possibly more characters which mm. is really exciting but I'll do the rough edit for the speech mm-hmm. and then I'll export that and move it over to my uh, score um, project in in logic and I'll, I'll start you know making the music as it as it applies to the scenes mm-hmm. and then I will kind of edit the spacing so that of, of the, uh, of the dialogue yep. in line so that I can kind of give myself a little bit extra time so things can be on the beat and, yep. and, and measured correctly. And then I'll go back to the original and make those edits again, because, uh, it doesn't, it's not like it transfers over and it'd be, it'd be just, I don't, I don't know if it'd be too much for my brain or too much for logic, but I don't want to keep the soundtrack and the, um, The dialogue and sound effects and soundscaping all in the same project. Oh, right. To me, it makes more sense to have them in separate because one because one I have it set up with uh, with time as the time bar at the top. Yes, uh, minutes and seconds. Yes, and then the musical one I have beats and measures. Of course.
0: Well, as we uh, as we wrap. This particular episode up. Um, what are you up to? And and it's uh, it's it, in the the age old thing. What are you up to? And where can people find your fine work, Brendan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anybody can find me at podcastadvocate.network uh, I'm also at Podcast Advocate on Twitter. Or I mean, that's like the that's like the network I run. You could also find me at the Pod Playlist on Twitter, or you can also find me at PodChaser because I am now the official podcast librarian. Uh, for Podchaser. That is an august title, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I am the second uh, official podcast librarian in existence after Mayan, a previous guest, Mayan, pioneered this wonderful position uh, from Radio Public. Um, I have, you know, I just decided that I was a good enough connoisseur of all podcasts to declare if you want a podcast recommendation come to me and i can tell you a good one just
0: make sure you do it quietly otherwise you'll say Shh.
1: <laughs> yes yeah yeah this is this is the internet library that
0: you're in so <laughs> be quiet be respectful um you can only borrow three podcasts at a time
1: <laughs> yeah exactly uh so yeah so i've been making uh, a whole bunch of lists and and stuff on Podchaser's really cool list functionality so kind of made some, like, if you like this, then you might like these types of podcasts. Um, I just made one for uh short news podcasts. So if you like the daily, you might like CBC's front burner or, uh, the Washington posts, uh, post reports, or, um, there's, uh, there's now a parody of all those different types of podcasts called mm. the Sunday show on starburns audio. Mm. Even got that listed in there. So, um, so yeah, so hit us up at pod chaser or at the pod playlist and, uh, Get you some podcast recommendations going. How about you Mark what have you been up to since uh, our long break?
0: Mostly um doing more podient things. Um podient.co uh, is where you'll find that uh, and you will find me um in a park um I was going to say in a park drinking <laughs> cider, but that has sort of dark connotations. Um, you'll find me wassailing, um, which is a, uh, the tradition of ringing in the harvest and blessing the apple trees in an orchard. Um, and, and it's done on the 12th night of the year, uh, which uh, at the time of recording, this is. And uh, so that's that's, why, <laughs> that's where you will have found me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, d- 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 make- making, uh, making noise to ward off evil spirits and uh, blessing the apple trees trees um because i'm a pagan now apparently <laughs> um, but awesome. you know what if you want to get in touch if you want to say hello how about this how about you email me oh mark at steadman.io there you go if you've got something nice to say um <laughs> if, if you if you well <laughs> or even if you haven't um mark at steadman.io drop me an email because uh that that's probably <laughs> the, the best way to get in touch that makes sense because i ain't got no twitter anymore um this has been this has been lovely um this is uh, a, what, what they call what, what the young people like to do now Is it, it's, a, it's a bingeable um, mini-series so uh, stick with us um, and um, there'll be another episode uh, along in just a minute
1: Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Steadman find links and show notes at bitratepod.com our next episode is with Matthew Passy,
0: Podcast Consultant. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com.